Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 102 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about John Wall. John Wall made some news this week by saying he is 110%. The all-star point guard has basically missed the last year and a half because of a torn Achilles. This was a guy who's the number one overall pick out of Kentucky for the Washington Wizards. His career is 19.2 points per game, 9.2 assists per game, a five-time NBA All-Star, and for the longest time was one of my favorite players to watch play basketball. And that team was like a team on the rise. They had John Wall. They had Bradley Beal. At one point, they had Paul Pierce. They had Trevor Ariza. They had Otto Porter, who was an elite NBA defender, and they also had Nene, who was one of the best offensive bigs in the NBA. I mean, there was a time where we all believed the Washington Wizards were going to be that next team on the rise in the Eastern Conference, and then it all fell apart. I feel like it all fell apart because of Bradley Beal and John Wall fighting over whose team it is. Sometimes that tension can be very good. I mean, we just watched the Jordan documentary, and there was definitely tension between between Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. That didn't affect them. They still won six NBA titles. Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal had tension. That didn't affect them. They still won three NBA titles and went to four of them. I mean, this has ruined teams before. Jermaine O'Neal and Ron Artest fought over who was the leader of the Indiana Pacers. That team basically accomplished nothing because of those two young stars fighting over whose team it is. And that's exactly what happened with the Washington Wizards. Bradley Beal and John Wall have been fighting their entire careers together over who is the franchise player for the Washington Wizards. And the real answer is probably neither of them. They've been given max contracts, but both have become injury prone players. And they are both probably top 30 players in the NBA, but they are not Kawhi Leonard. They are not LeBron James. They are not even Anthony Davis. They are second to third tier stars in the NBA. They are not superstars. They never became a great duo like Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. And even those those two broke up, they accomplished a heck of a lot more than Wall and Beal have together. I mean, you look at the talent that the Wizards had on that roster. They should have made an appearance to the Eastern Conference Finals over the years. They had Marcin Gortat. They had Markeve Morris. They had some of the most talented bigs on their roster, and they had a great supporting cast. Really, though, what the Wizards should have done by now is pick one or the other. They gave John Wall the max, then they gave Bradley Beal the max, and now they're probably stuck with the both of them, and history is going to repeat itself. These two are never going to get on the same page and be become a great duo. It's probably going to be more of Bradley Beal's team as John Wall comes back from injury, but make no mistake about it, the Washington Wizards are not going to be one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference moving forward because they are stuck in the same place where they've always been. They have two very talented guards that don't get along and aren't a great NBA duo. Maybe John Wall is going to come back from this injury and realize he needs to take a step back and let this be Bradley Beal's team, but my question is is if it's Bradley Beal's team, I don't necessarily feel like that's a good thing. I think we're past the point of no return for both of these young guards. Neither one of them should be the best player on the Washington Wizards moving forward. And that's the big conundrum with John Wall. He's going to be making $42 million for the Washington Wizards, and he will probably not even be their best player. 
I mean, this is a guy whose game is based on being the fastest guy on the court. How is he going to average his nine assists? How is he going to attack the basket if he doesn't have that same speed? And definitely a torn Achilles is going to slow him down a bit. So that begs the question, are the Washington Wizards going to be able to move John Wall if they want to move on from him? I believe it would have to be a buyout. And there's no way that John Wall is not going to take every dime he can get. And I don't blame him for that at all. I also feel like there's a lot of good NBA teams that could use a John Wall. And one that comes to mind is the LA Lakers. You have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, but you don't have a true point guard. And when LeBron James is not playing the point guard, they don't really have a secondary guy who can pass the ball at a high rate. That's where John Wall would come in. He would definitely be an upgrade over Rondo defensively. He's a better passer than Rondo at this point. John Wall, I think, has some left in the tank, and the Lakers should definitely be interested in him at the right price. The funny thing is, the Lakers are probably also interested in Bradley Beal, so I could see either one or those two guys joining the LA Lakers. Now, they're not going to get both of them, but at some point, that should be a target for the Lakers. Also, something very interesting about John Wall saying he's 110% right now. When the NBA comes back in July, does John Wall want to play for the Wizards this season? That would sound insane and we're going to get that effect with a lot of NBA guys possibly coming back from injury. There are people that think Kyrie Irving will come back. Kevin Durant will come back. I think it would be nuts for these teams to try to sacrifice their star players in like a six-game span to try to make the postseason. The Brooklyn Nets need Kevin Durant for the next five years to be great. They don't need to go on some mini postseason run to prove that he's healthy. The same with the Wizards and John Wall. If the Wizards, in fact, think that there is a long-term future with John Wall as their point guard, I do not think they should bring him back this season at all. No, the biggest question the Washington Wizards needs to answer moving forward is the question that they should have answered three or four years ago. Are we going with Bradley Beal or John Wall? I can make a case for both of them, but I actually believe that the answer might be John Wall. Even though his salary is ridiculous, I believe a point guard like that is harder to replace than a sharpshooting three-point shooter, especially in today's NBA. If the Wizards can trade Bradley Beal and get talent back and have superstar players around John Wall, that's the way to go because a point guard like that that averages nine assists is really, really hard to find. There's a reason that Chris Paul can get traded to the Thunder and they are a contending team again. Like in the next few years, if the Wizards draft a good big man, that's going to go really well with John Wall. I mean, Bradley Beal needs to play with a great point guard, which is ironic because he's played with John Wall and it really hasn't worked out. I think the Wizards should really consider keeping John Wall and trading Bradley Beal. That's the route I would go towards. Because I think at this point, Bradley Beal is also more tradable. The Lakers will definitely want him to go along with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Also, the Miami Heat. They have Jimmy Butler. They're about to lose Goran Dragic. I believe Bradley Beal would be a great fit with the Miami Heat. He should really be the third wheel of like a big three. That's what Bradley Beal's future in the NBA should look like. He should not be the best player on your team. And if the Wizards were to trade Wall, they would probably have to pay a huge sum of that contract or again, come to a buyout that would not be in their favor. Because again, John Wall owes them no favors. 
Another team that absolutely makes sense for John Wall is the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, Greg Popovich needs a point guard, and John Wall has never played for an elite head coach. Sorry, Scott Brooks is not that good of a head coach. I think John Wall would definitely do well with the Spurs. He wouldn't have to be the man. He'd have LaMarcus Aldridge. He'd have talent around him. He'd have a good coach, and that team would easily be a 50-win team if John Wall were even half of the player that he used to be because Greg Popovich definitely knows how to revitalize the career of a veteran player. Remember when Steven Jackson made his return to the Spurs and we didn't think much of Steven Jackson and then he was a Spur and he was like that same old Steven Jackson. That's the type of thing that the Spurs have been known to do and John Wall would definitely be a prime time candidate to be the starting point guard for the San Antonio Spurs. I would definitely like to see that happen in the future. Another thing to consider with John Wall is that he is only 29 years old. Yes, he's coming off a torn Achilles, but he definitely has some more left in the tank. Again, even if he can be half the guy that he used to be, if he can be like 15 points and 7 assists or something like that, he probably won't be a 19-point score. He probably won't be able to average 9 assists a game anymore, but he is still a really good passer. I also feel like John Wall has kind of become a bit of a polarizing figure when it comes to the media. I think there are some people out there that think of him as a bust. No, I think he's kind of lived up to being the number one overall pick. Those numbers I said, the five-time All-Stars, he's definitely had some ups and downs with his career, but he's developed into a pretty good jump shooter, three-point shooter also. I mean, there are just some people that have been hard on him. I know Colin Coward made fun of him for years for doing the Dougie as a rookie. I mean, that was ridiculous, but whatever. He's kind of developed. He developed into a franchise point guard, which is what the Wizards expected from him. I also don't feel like all of the Wizards' failure are on John Wall. I don't think they've had elite coaches. I think they've made playoff blunders. I think John Wall has not come up big sometimes when you need him to, but the same can be said for Bradley Beal. I believe it's both of their faults why the Wizards have not hit their ceiling, and I think John Wall has some left in the tank, and I also don't think he is a bust. There was definitely a time where he was the absolute best point guard in the Eastern Conference. I think what's tough for John Wall is that he's playing in an era where all of the great players are point guards. The Steph Currys, the Russell Westbrooks, the James Hardens of the world are point guards now. He is being upstaged. He is not as good as those guys. Those guys are all-time Hall of Fame stars, but John Wall is no schmuck. He can really play basketball. He was on pace to probably be a Hall of Fame player. Now, that injury might, we might never see that John Wall again, but that John Wall was definitely entertaining to watch and one of the best point guards in the game. I also think up in Sacramento, there's like a mini John Wall. De'Aaron Fox, I mean, his game is based off of speed. And when I watch him play, I think he's a little similar to John Wall. And that's a guy who's an upstart young point guard who's probably going to become one of the best point guards in the NBA. When I see De'Aaron Fox play, I think he's like a mini John Wall. And while I have criticized John Wall for not making the Eastern Conference Finals, he's also playing in the era where LeBron James dominated the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards were never, ever going to get past LeBron James because no one basically did for an entire decade. Should he have gotten past the Celtics a few more times? Definitely. But I don't think John Wall ever had the potential or on be on a team that should have won the NBA Finals. I also feel like he plays for an organization in the Wizards that don't 
don't do enough to improve their teams. I mean, they lost Trevor Reza to free agents. They let Paul Pierce walk after he hit a clutch shot and made the Wizards a really good team. I mean, they lost those veterans and then they made it all about the young guys and then it blew up in their faces. Like the Wizards once had the perfect mix of veterans and young players and then they let the young players take over and again, it blew up in their face and now we are where we are where it's John Wall injured and Bradley Beal and the Wizards are nowhere near to be seen when we're talking about the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I mean, a lot of that is on the fault of the people that run the Washington Wizards. That's not all on John Wall. I think a fascinating thing between John Wall is his connection to his former college teammate, DeMarcus Cousins. Let's look at the both of them. Both of them were drafted. Both of them are polarizing. Both of them were top 10 at their position at one point. I mean, John Wall was a point guard on the rise. DeMarcus Cousins was unstoppable. They were both on some bad teams. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins was really on some bad teams in Sacramento. I mean, he was going through coach after coach after coach. They both had their troubles, but they were beginning to develop their games. I mean, when Cousins joined the Pelicans, I thought he went all out up until he got injured. I mean, both of them have been disliked by the media for the longest of times, but you cannot ignore the fact that they were all world talents, and now both of them are at that point in their careers where we are questioning the future of their NBA careers due to injuries. Now, I think DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, who knows who's going to give him a chance. At least John Wall is under contract, so he's going to get the opportunity to play basketball again, but there's a pretty good chance we never see that John Wall again, or we never see the elite DeMarcus Cousins again. And when they were coming out of college, we all thought they were going to be like these elite Hall of Fame level guys. Jones Sparks, they've been all-stars, but I think it's also been proven that neither one of them should have been the best players on their teams or those franchise players players. I don't think they're bust. I think they've lived up to their draft picks, but I think too much pressure was put on the both of them to be the man for their teams. Wall was asked to be the savior for the Washington Wizards. Cousins was asked to be the savior for the Sacramento Kings, and in the end, it didn't work out for either of those organizations or for those young players, and now they went through their primes without being on winning teams, and now that they have a chance to be on those good teams, I mean, Cousins was on the Warriors, he was on the Lakers, he was on the Pelicans, but injuries have gotten to him, and the same thing could happen to John Wall. John Wall might end up on a good team, but the sad thing will be he will probably not be the John Wall of old. I mean, there's a weird parallel between their two careers. They basically both had the same career. Again, I feel like most people will say John Wall's had the better career because he's been on postseason teams. He's been in postseason battles. He's been the leader of postseason teams. But I think when you talk about both of them, everyone will say they probably haven't lived up to their full potential, Hall of Fame potential yet. Both of them are at 29 years old, and their NBA futures are both kind of in jeopardy. Again, John Wall is making a massive amount of money, so the Wizards, if they do keep him, will try to play him. But again, will he ever be that same John Wall? For Cousins, I mean, his future is really up in the air. Will another team give him a contract? When will he be healthy? And for Wall, it's even if he does return, will he be that same guy, that 19 points, 9 assist guy? Probably. Probably not. But what he can be and what I believe he could be is like a floor general, a guy who can get eight assists a game with playing with superstar players. That's why the Lakers make sense. I feel like the Blazers make sense. 
play Dame Lillard off the ball and have John Wall be the passer. It's like what you're seeing with the Thunder. They have Chris Paul and they have Shea Gillisley Alexander who's basically a point guard you can play two point guards at a time and they also have Dennis Schroeder like a team like that that doesn't need John Wall to be the ball handler all the time like the Pelicans make a lot of sense they have Zion Williamson so they need a guy who can feed him the ball Again, this all depends on what the Wizards want to do. They finally have to answer themselves that question that we all want to know the answer to. Who do you want to lean on moving forward? John Wall or Bradley Beal? Because this marriage needs to end. I believe the truth is that they probably want to keep Bradley Beal over John Wall. I mean, to them, John Wall is just an enormous contract. They're giving him $42 million a year, but the reality is that contract will not be movable, and you're probably, again, not going to get a fair buyout from Wall, so Bradley Beal is the one that needs to move. You cannot go into next season with the two of them because it's not going to work out. Yeah, they might be a postseason team, but at best, they'll get bounced in the second round and again maybe that's what the Wizards want because they never tried to really be a championship team when they had a real opportunity to become that there were so many years in a row where we finally thought the Wizards were going to become that team and they never did they never reached their potential there's also the possibility John Wall doesn't want to be a member of the Wizards that's probably the best case scenario for the Wizards maybe he goes to them with a buyout or like some trade opportunity will they'll eat some money like I have to imagine at 29 years old and coming off a torn Achilles injury that John Wall wants the opportunity to be a part of a winning organization and a real opportunity to win an NBA finals and that's not going to be with the Washington Wizards so I have to believe he definitely wants out of Washington John Wall is signed till 2023 so maybe what the Wizards will do is hopefully he comes back and proves he's that same guy and then his trade value will definitely rise but even if he does become that player that he used to be the next three seasons after next year he is going to be paid 41 million 44 million and 47 million dollars even if John Wall is an all-world point guard is a team going to give up and pay him that kind of money to be the face of the franchise because that is face of the franchise kind of money so that's why the Wizards definitely probably have to pick John Wall over Bradley Beal because the two can't exist together and you can't get rid of John Wall. So the answer has to be build around John Wall, get young players around him, let him pass the ball to a great big man. If I were the Washington Wizards, I would definitely trade Bradley Beal and not John Wall because again, you're not going to get that value. Nobody is going to trade for John Wall's enormous contract, but there are teams that think they're a player away like the Lakers, like the Heat that will trade for Bradley Beal. One thing's for certain, I am rooting for John Wall. I love his game. I think he's been Again, I think he's been misrepresented by the media. I think he's a five-time All-Star. I think at one point he was the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. And I, for one, hopes he returns to All-Star level because I love a comeback. And I would love to see John Wall come back to form because he is a joy to watch play the game. I hope he gets his speed back. I hope he puts up those assist numbers. And I hope he gets back to being one of the best point guards in basketball. And I really hope he does 
does reach his Hall of Fame potential because if you look at his career, he definitely has that. He has talent and I hope he regains his form. And what I wish for him most for all for John Wall is a return back to the postseason because I think when he does play in the postseason, he puts up some pretty decent numbers. I hope John Wall becomes the winner that he deserves to be. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>